Hi everyone, uh, welcome back to Technically, the episode where, ah, you know, you know, we just ramble about things. Um, and today I'm joined by none other than Ed. Ed, I decided to go alphabetical order today and Ed lets me down, you know, it's like you go high five and then so, the person doesn't So, so I actually five. don't know. I actually don't know what happened there because like you were saying you were saying and now I'm and and now I'm joined by and then it just went dead. So I was like, okay. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> Did I speak? <laughs> Did I miss something? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Ed and, and Valentine, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah, better than yeah. Let's 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 stick to good. Um, the holidays are coming up. Um, I hope I get to like binge watch some stuff. Um, I've heard that the Man- Ma- Mandalorian is it is a pretty good series to watch. Um, have you guys watched? Yes, yes it is. It's excellent. It's it's, it's, it's yeah. that good. I haven't watched it yet. It's excellent. It's, uh, it's, it's, I haven't it's watched cool. it. And now it's on season two. Uh, it's on what's it called Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I actually got a notification, funny enough, today in the morning. Um, Xbox was like, "Hey, um, enjoy a thirty um, thirty day trial of Disney Plus. Claim this perk and start streaming epic movies, series, originals." I'm like, "This couldn't have come at an a perfect time. Like, this is amazing. It's like they knew. Like, okay, this guy might want to watch um, the Mandalorian, so let's give him a free trial." of Disney Plus. Um so I'm going to check that out and see what it's what it's like. Um but yeah speaking of of streaming services um apparently Sasai is looking to get into this entertainment um industry uh, specifically from an angle of being an an African YouTube uh, would that be right? Yeah it's pretty much going to be um Africa's YouTube well, YouTube for Africa, because as we all know, YouTube really isn't isn't suited for Africa in terms of payments and and audience. So yeah, they're just trying to put more things on an app that's already got more things. But I'm strangely optimistic about this one because I don't know. Maybe it's I've seen so many size I versions and um, editions that are like this is not going to work, not going to work. This one might just work, might, might. Okay, um, so I guess let's start uh, from the top um, before we get to um, my thoughts, our thoughts, our thoughts. It's not about oh, your referral. The dictatorship. Uh, <laughs> the dictatorship. <laughs> but yeah, before we get to our thoughts. So, okay, um, they're calling it Sasai Watch. Um, what is it exactly? I guess that's the first question we just need to go over to understand um, what this thing is all about. Oh, what is it exactly? Um, well, from the press thingy that I that, that I went to, and thingy is I'm using that loosely. It was a press event. Um, they basically said that they want to create the home of Black African content, which is African content. Um, so there is kind of a vacuum because I'm not aware of any other platform that serves that is as widely used, quote unquote, as Sasai that can also cater for uh, African content creators. YouTube is obviously the biggest one, um, but you know, like I said before, it's it doesn't really it's not really catered to African 
content creators when it comes to payments because you have to have Visa or MasterCard and in most parts of the world that's hard to get. So that kind of increases, the, it raises the barrier to entry. So what the guys at Cassava Fintech International are trying to do is to create a platform that, and one thing I left out in the article was it's, it's five to 10 minute based um, content. So oh. uh, yeah, that's the video stuff, but you still get um, live streams, exclusive content that can range further than that. So I think it's, it's a test bed. And I think where this came from was that, remember that's I, that's I, what's it called? Um, African Intelligent Promotion. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it came from because in the press event as well, they said they already had 20,000 videos um, uploaded to the site. So I'm, pretty, I'm guessing that's where they got the content from, uh, from the contest because it was pretty well received everywhere else in Africa because everybody wanted to win money. So it's easy to uploading. Um, so, I say, so that's basically what they want to do is trying to fill a void that exists for African content creators. That's, that's okay. what I say what. Um, so, so someone comes up, um, they register on Sasai Watch, and then they're able to upload um, uh, a five to ten minute uh, video, and then they can then monetize that and um, receive payments. So, you you were mentioning that um, one of the restrictions for international platforms like YouTube is the payment methods, and they're looking to bring it um, local. So, the other thing that I would then question is like, okay. How different is this, like in terms of how the revenue share is going to work compared to, let's say, the YouTube um, type of platforms? Uh, well, YouTube as well always is is fifty-five percent uh, YouTube, forty-five percent content creator, if I'm mistaken. Um, so it leans heavily on on YouTube's end of things. Um, but for size, I watch when I asked the question at, at the Q and A because that was a big thing I was thinking about. Like, if you're going to get people onto this platform what would be the hook is how much money you're giving them. So the, 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 the presenter was like, it's something that you can't talk about now because they're not sure of. So my guess is that uh, they're still working out stuff with uh, advertisers or there's some contracts with advertisers they're trying to sort out. This is just my guess before they can release a, a proper ad revenue share. But what I was told was that it's going to be less than, than all the other platforms. What was said was based like you can have subscription videos or uh, exclusive content that Subscribers pay a fee, whatever fee the the, the, the content creator wants to set um, to view their content. Uh, you know, Sasai would take then fifteen percent from that. Uh, but until we know what the average ad, ad revenue uh, split is going to be like, and they say it's low, and I guess it's right because if you look at Sasai bundles, have really changed prices. So I guess the hook is pretty much giving content creators as much power as possible. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to guess, I'm probably going to say it's going to be around thirty percent at the most. That's okay. Just a rough Which is still much, much lower than than YouTube. So you're kind of getting a better mm-hmm. deal um, than than a few on YouTube. Okay, so so far it sounds it sounds. Um, but I'm also in... like. Yeah, go on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I was saying I'm also curious on 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 how exactly uh Sasai will be monetizing the content because like for 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 YouTube it's it's pretty much, there are pretty much two ways in which they get um, revenue from the videos that content creators post. So it's either a content creator would want to promote their channel. So they will pay you like AdSense. uh, Is it AdSense? Uh, I'm forgetting the account, but pay Google so that it promotes this channel on like my YouTube channel. on, on YouTube when I view videos on YouTube. And so 
does Sasai have something similar to that? How exactly will they be uh, getting their, their revenue from the content that we create? Um, that wasn't delved into uh, in, in detail. There's a question I couldn't really get the chance to ask because the Q&A was pretty short since the presentation ran a little bit long. Um, but for what I gathered, they are just trying to get people onto the platform at present. Um, I'm pretty sure all of that will be worked out as soon as they get the usership because I think the one problem that SISI had is usership. Um, they need to, to create a platform that, like remember when YouTube was back in the wild, wild days of YouTube in the early, in the late 2000s and early 2010s, where there wasn't really a structure or form. It was just, you know, you could post whatever you want. I think that's where they're going to start from. Uh, and then pro progressively move from there and just create more rules like any other platform we've seen. So I think it's not going to be the case of, uh, I don't remember if you guys remember Fidme, uh, which is trying to be a YouTube competitor, um, where it's going to be pretty liberal at the beginning and then slowly stage to being something more like YouTube. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I actually think that's a, that's a very important question, Ed, um, because uh, even if you have the users, if I, as a creator, don't understand how I'll end up getting the money, uh, how where will I get the incentive to start creating the content which you need to be on the platform uh, for the users to come? They kind of hacked that with that competition thing, I'm assuming. Uh, like the videos they got from that, maybe those are the ones they'll use to have the initial seed of the content f to draw the users into it. But going forward, it's like, yeah, I, I do need to understand where the money is going to come from. You can't just tell me, oh, yeah, you'll get um, 70%, assuming it's a 70 30. Um, the content creator will get 70%, but like 70% coming of what coming from where? I mean, the ad revenue is probably what they're banking on right now. Um, because advertisers, again, are, are, you know, what YouTube makes money off of and marketing departments always want to put a product out there on as many platforms as possible so i think it's the advertisers coming in to pay to get slots even individuals as well i'm sure they'll have a program for that i think we'll know more as we get more details on how it actually works because right now it's, i think it's bare bones what what they gave us um so i'm pretty sure it's advertisers who are going to be um chunking in a good portion of the money uh coming in and you know i'm i'm, I'm tempted to say that because is probably going to put a bit of their own money into it as well um, you know, just to get the ball rolling in a sense. Um, I, 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 maybe it's not beyond them, but I think it's something that they'll probably do um, because they're really trying to get people onto this, you know, uh, platform, which is a novel idea. Well, not really new, but I mean, for Africa, it, it makes sense with more money, more payments. So I'm sure they'll put a bit of their money into it as well. Well, I'm guessing. So, so Ed, as a as a content creator yourself, um, would you jump onto like um, a new platform like this, like SasiWatch? So, 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 so I think I think I would, um, but again, it now depends on how much effort is is required to to provide content on that new platform, as well as what I stand to gain in return. So there, there are a couple of things that you would want to, um, you would want to consider on this platform, especially the proposal that it has, that it's an African thing. Uh, because like just checking on the content that um, is text and we upload on YouTube, most of the traffic that we get 
is from uh, it's actually from international countries. Eh? So your your USA, your India, your Australia, your UKs, and then in Africa, it's mostly South Africa. It's just Zim and South Africa, and that's it. So if it does deliver on that promise of providing um, a platform for Africa, then it's a cool opportunity in the sense that we now have a bigger African audience that we never had access to before. But that's if people actually go on board with it. So it might even not really be an, a money thing, but more of a, um, what do you call this? Um, expanding the brand uh, across the continent and getting value from that exposure of the brand. So in that sense, yes, it might make sense to put in the effort into this new platform, but um, it's something that's yet to be seen um, because I, I was actually going to start trying out Sasai, Sasai Watch this week just to get a feel of it and how it works and see if I can uh, sort out, put some content on tags in there, see the feedback. But um, if the potential uh, really shows in the first iterations of this, uh, in the first, yeah, in the first videos that I'm going to post on it, then yeah, it's a, I wouldn't mind jumping up on it because the promise is really fantastic. Well, I, I think the, the, what makes what will make this catch on at why am I why I'm slightly warmed and slightly optimistic about an Ethernet product uh, is that the bundles are cheaper. So like SASI bundles have not changed much in prices. Um, I think probably two price changes ago when bundles went up. So I think that is another significant hook to get people users onto the platform. So it'll be interesting to see when you test it out to see if you know people will be willing to shell out the the I wouldn't say meager amount, but the lesser amount to get onto uh, to get on SciSci to watch videos, like takes some videos on SciSci Watch, for example, it'll be much cheaper than getting a data bundle because there's no dedicated YouTube bundle or something of that nature. You'd have to get a data bundle to watch stuff on YouTube. Um, yeah, and so with when you get a WhatsApp bundle, isn't it? You also get a SciSci bundle at the same time. Yeah, on Ethernet, yeah. So there's also so, that. Like you might not even need to convince someone to do something extra they're already getting yeah. a part of the bundle already and also for content creators i think it'll be uh for uploads as well like what you said since you when you when you pay for whatsapp you get a size bundle as well uploading content is going to be easier because you don't have to go out of, your, out of your way to get a separate bundle for youtube or you know uh, wi-fi or whatnot to, to upload content so i think it, it's really super inclusive it's just a matter of will people see it useful because i'm, I'm sure we're all aware in zim things or zim in africa i'll speak for zim since we're here uh, something useful would come out but never catch on because some people simply don't want to use it or don't understand what it's about. And that'd be one of Sasa's downfalls because it's just so busy. <laughs> yeah, so that's where I was actually going to go next to be like, initially you're like, I'm actually optimistic. And then for me, I was like, ah, the only reservation that I then have is they are putting this right into the super app of theirs. Had it been a separate, like detached app, like, Sasai Watch is just its own thing. It's just about videos. I think it would have made more sense because now I'm even thinking, okay, if I want to get um, onto Sasai Watch, right, as a as a as a viewer, what's the sign up process like? 
if it feels like I'm signing up to a chat app, I might end up like what you're saying, getting confused to be like, okay, what's going on here? And then I back out just because of that. Or if there are certain frictions that are there because I'm signing up as if I'm doing a chat app, again, might discourage me from getting onto the platform versus if it's just straightforward, you're signing up to a video platform and you're going to be watching the videos there. Um, Um, so you're saying this so you're saying the concept of a super app might actually be what's gonna kill uh society watch yeah mm. yeah that's an interesting one oh. i mean it's a two it's a double-edged sword uh, i i would think in the in the sense that um if it does work out let's say the content that's being put there is content that people are actually looking for. Would someone just bite the bullet and go through it? And then, and that might be the entry point for people starting to explore more about what Sasai is and what it can do. Probably people just end up using the chat app as well. Uh, well, the chat side of things rather. And the health side of things in, in that COVID contact tracing thing and all that. Mm, it's, it's, it feels like too much in one place. Um, I see the, how useful it is. Like it's good to have everything in one place that so you don't have to leave an app in order to access a chat platform or payments or whatnot. It's pretty cool. I think this, um, the addition of Sasa Watch would be awesome. The problem is, is that for most people and myself included, sometimes you want an app to do one or two things, not nine billion things. Like I said, my biggest problem is, is navigating through it. I often get lost in it most <laughs> of the times when I go through it. And I'm like, ah, so... Was this necessary? I think it's it's it became bloated too quickly for me. Maybe some of the people find it useful and you know, good on you. Uh, but for me, it just became way too bloated. Too quickly. Yeah. I will check out as I watch. I think it, no, good. Sorry, saying. Oh, I was actually saying on on the bloated side of things. Yeah, I would I would think that's what it that is what it is right now. Uh, but if they can improve on that, if they can improve navigation of it, then I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure it's what a lot of people would prefer. Because remember that in Africa, a lot of majority of the people that have smartphones that can run Sasai are on uh, smartphones with very limited storage. So having a fragmented app setup uh, might prove tricky for them. Like a dedicated app to watch videos, a dedicated app to chat on, a dedicated app to to do this and that, like your banking and your health and all that. I think to some, it might be a godsend just finding everything in one app and freeing up storage for other things. Uh, of course, it might be a small issue of probably the app being too heavy for the phone's processing power. Uh, yeah. I think coders are smart. They'll figure that out. But um, yeah. in the sense of, <laughs> in the sense of like just um, being storage efficient, I think, I, I don't know. I feel like in Africa, a super app is the way to go. Is it really though? But if you look at YouTube, uh, Google, for example, you get the Google pack of apps. So you get your folder. Mm. Uh, on most on most Google smart, uh, most Android smartphones that says Google Apps, 
and you go into that and you get each purpose built app. Now just imagine if all those apps were in one thing. That is jarring for me to then see a tab that says YouTube and all of this and all, I, I would be like, okay, listen, can I just have a separate app for this, separate app for that? Like they could have just simply, you can just simply organize them into, into a folder if possible. Um, because it, it, if you want to do that, a super, a super app definitely would be the way to go. But I think it's, if you want to do that, you have to be very clever with how you design your UI, or user interface, to make sure that everyone who's interacting mm. with that, it's seamless, it's easy, it's designed for the, for the consumer, not designed by people who want something to look pretty or contemporary. It's designed to be functional. So that you know you're a click mm. away from the next function to the next function to the next function. If they figure that out, then awesome. I'm you know I'm all on board with it. But at present, I I am not a fan. And again, it's just that image in my head of taking that Google uh, Apps folder and just merging it into one thing, where you get then get lost in Google Podcasts and then try to scroll back out to find YouTube. And you know that's and again, I'm not saying we should be like um, uh, the Google. I should be like well, the Googles, of course. You know, get your own identity, do your own thing. But then again, the grievance is that some users have, like myself, of, of, of navigation is is massive, because if if a product is useful but you can't get you can't work your way through it, no one's going to use it, or very few people are going to find a need to use it. So if they can get that navigation thing sorted out, then it's the way to go. Mm, okay, cool. Well, if you're listening, just uh, comment in the comment section below: super app or purpose-built apps. <laughs> the other interesting thing um was the the limit for me the video limit confirm that's a limit like not a recommendation like it's an actual hard limit you can't go mm. above 10 minutes well when they said they're targeting five to ten minutes i think it was just a suggestion i think you can post longer videos um oh, okay. but i think this also goes to what youtube was doing that you know monetization starts at about 10 minutes like you know, recommendations into the algorithm started about 10 minutes. Those are the videos that they like to put up, you know, show you. Even if you look at your YouTube um, home screen, you'll see most of the videos around 10 minutes. You won't see the... Who's that guy? Uh, hey. <laughs> My home screen is a bit weird, eh? <laughs> What's on your home screen? So, like, yeah, uh, sometimes they can be ah. about 10 minutes. 32 minutes, um, an hour, um, yeah. I think it depends with the person, like which content you, you like to watch, which I've seen YouTube is really good at that. Started watching some Formula One videos the day before yesterday, and literally they changed a second later to be like, okay, he has more content. And it was content that I was really looking for, um, tank in the side. But yeah, um, I get what you're saying. Like for the majority, yes, it would be around um, that range. But I'm just thinking, don't don't limit the the creator i don't think it's an app like tiktok where it's like that's the whole idea of it like the video is super short that's its uh-huh. identity um tiktok right um i think when it's now well, like I, th- I watch type of app yeah uh, that restriction of 10 minutes i don't know you're saying yeah, you know, like I, I i also have that that sen- i also share the same sentiments like 10 minutes is is not I don't think that limit should be there because um, I would assume that Sasai is targeting a variety of content creators so there's guys like like us like Texim who are creating um, short informative videos uh, 10 minutes max and 
there can be someone else who's creating a bit more long form content, like um, they're, sh- they're, they're actually sorting out a proper series that will be exclusive to society if it ever gets to that point. Um, I think they should have that allowance whereby uh, different varieties of content creators can create different categories of content that um, that satisfy different needs. So, um, I mean, the the target market for for Sasai for least was saying is they are targeting African content creators put their content there, but also trying to make it a platform where Africans can easily consume uh, content uh, in a much easier and cheaper way. And so, I don't know, like I know on YouTube, they have what they call YouTube originals. So these are, these are YouTube channels that are certified by YouTube to produce content, I would assume for YouTube since it's called YouTube originals. Um, and this content, in a lot of cases that I've seen it, it has been long content, like probably a series consisting of 30, 40 minute episodes. And um, I haven't seen movies yet that are exclusive to YouTube, but those are the types of varieties of content that I'm thinking probably Sasai would want to have, which I think might get us to that point where we ask ourselves about content rights in the sense that if I produce a piece of content and put it on Sasai, um, what is the, what are the rights associated with that? Can I still take that video and post it on other video platforms like YouTube, Facebook, or, or I can't? <laughs> well, that, that, that question was kind of sort of asked in the, in the, in the press briefing. Uh, they're like, okay, so what if someone goes on uh, copywriting my or tries to take take my own content, my content that I created as a content creator, put it up on site and someone tries to download it. It's like, uh, no, well, what the response was, you can't download the content off of Sizer Watch. Um, you can only view it um, as from a user end. From a creator end, I think they won't limit you um, unless if they're, again, I probably me going ahead of myself saying that there'll be exclusive content that'll be strictly locked to Sizer. I think. Um, you can post it on other websites, on other content platforms. I, I think at this point they, they're not picking and choosing or trying to hold people to, to, the, to, 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 the, to the platform. I'm pretty sure they'll come up with a, with the, with the model of saying, oh, right, right, listen, since you're a big content creator, um, you know, let's, we'll, we want exclusive content for X amount of dollars for you to produce for the platform. I'm sure that's the content that will only stay on Sasai, but everything else I'm pretty sure is, can be done cross-platform. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. And that's one end yeah. of the, the rights. Um, the other one is if I post a video on Sasai, can Sasai then use that video in their marketing material or other things um, as if they produced it? Uh, I, I don't think that would be the case. Um, I, I, okay, listen, I don't know, honestly, because I, that's yeah. that had not in my head. <laughs> but I don't think that would be the case. I think they'll be following every other model that mo- most content platform uh use that the the, the rights of that content are for content creator and if they want to use it i'm sure they will reach out and say oh no we want to use this part um if they don't do that they'll then get lost lawsuits up you know up to the ceiling of content creators saying no i didn't consent to you guys using my content to uh, promote the platform um 
because if they're using it for marketing material, they have to pay you for that, um, for that specific purpose. Not that simply it's on the platform. I, I think YouTube does the same. Um, hence why YouTube Rewind, they get content created on uh, before it became this whole, uh, you know, meet and greet of big YouTubers. You know, if your content featured on it, you obviously I'm sure YouTube will reach out and say, oh, no, I want to include you in this. And if it's not the prestige of being included and the exposure, some of the big content creators, I'm pretty sure would have said, listen, it's my content, pay me something for it, or you can leave me out of it. So I'm pretty sure they'll reach out. Mm. If they don't, lawsuits are coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if I don't know if, if if you guys accept like a huge speculation zone. Like I'm talking very huge, like with a huge triangle and a black explanation exclamation mark. <laughs> well, I think the disclaimer has been said. So, <laughs> so so like so like I'm just uh, from from the discussions that we've been having, local content that probably might be exclusive content on society. Uh, this exclusive content on a on a certain platform has been a thing this year, big time. So we're talking stuff like Warner Brothers releasing content on was it HBO or something? I don't remember which HBO streaming platform. HBO Max, yes. And you have Disney releasing their content on Disney Plus, and all these content creators are resorting to having their own platform that they release content on um does does this does Sasai have probably probably have that in mind as well becoming like an africa content an africa original content uh content platform like probably gets I, to a point where i don't know nollywood zollywood and stuff like that actually featured their content on Sasai. I hope they do, um, because, for example, Netflix originals are amazing. Like, if they manage to do it the way Netflix does it, uh, I think they'll be on to something. Because not only are you now not depending on creators creating content um, to be up on your platform, you're creating your own content, and you make sure there's always something for users to come um, and use the, the app. But then, yeah, with Netflix, it's a bit of a different thing because um, Netflix is a subscription model, right? You're subscribing directly to them uh, versus here, it's like you're doing ref share with, uh, with creators, unless if they end up having both. Then like you can subscribe to, no, not subscribe to exclusive content of the creators, but you can subscribe oh, yeah. to Sasai Watch and you get um, to watch Sasai Watch original produced shows um, that, that are not doable, dependent. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't that be doable though with the current model that they have that, um, you know, they like YouTube, YouTube exclusives. I'm not saying they're going full YouTube red, but I mean YouTube exclusive in the sense that, oh no, you pay something to watch this. Wouldn't that be the similar sort of thing? Yes. Uh, I, I, I think we're talking about the same thing, yes. We often do that and they make them look confused. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm confused because you asked. So now I'm like, okay, are we on the same page or, or what? We're on the same page. We're on the same page. Uh, you're good, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so for me, I hope they do. Um, they do do go there and do it like that. It would be cool. Uh, yeah. I, I hope yeah, they I don't follow the YouTube model though. Like 
the whole scattergun approach of content where you create six shows in a year and then like three of them are, are good. Um, you know, I think there should be a filtering process because I think the cost of production is pretty high. You don't want to put so much money out there and so many content creators and then not get, um, you know, the, the quality of content that you need. Um, not, not that they should bottleneck the process in any way. No, they should make it as, 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 as open as possible. But the Netflix approach, if you've got a big wallet, then it works. Uh, but if you don't, uh, probably good stay away from it. But it would be nice to see Nollywood and other um, other African film industries or show or, or TV show industries put their content on there because that then just makes it, again, with the relative price of the bundle and if you're getting the WhatsApp bundle in Zimbabwe or Meganet, it just makes it, it's, it's already accessible. It, they just need to give it that that hook. Yeah, totally. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so as far as, as, as I go, those are my thoughts on since I watch, I'm not sure if you guys had had anything else you wanted to dive into? Um, what you call them? The conspiracy theories aside. <laughs> nah, I'm good. nah, mate, I'm good. For now. <laughs> <laughs> For now. All right, so cool, guys. Um, cool chatting with you. Until until next time. Bye bye. Au revoir. No, those are my words. <laughs> 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 well, 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 well. You're the host now, so someone else has got to represent. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for watching, to everyone, and yeah, let us know your comments. Um, the handle is at Texum, pretty much everywhere. Thanks. <laughs>